0: No, that's not right. Sorry, Tom. Morning, everybody. I was saying just then that when I was doing the thing with the kids, a little girl ran off stage. And if uh, I can see her at the end of the service, because that's sad, I'd like to give her 10 chocolates. That's probably a very bad precedent because now every year kids are going to run off stage. (laughs) Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thanks for Christmas. Thanks for the opportunity for us to be together on Christmas Day, to have this service in order to honour and to worship and to celebrate Jesus, the reason for the season. As we think now about him and why there is Christmas, we pray that you might open our hearts and minds, uh, remind us, inform us and shape us that we might indeed enjoy not just this day physically and relationally, but we might enjoy it spiritually. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. His name was Johnny. Funny little kid, five, six, seven years of age. And he was a little bit of a terror. His birthday was coming up. He's one of those kids that had their birthday heading towards Christmas in December sometime. And he badly wanted a new bike. So he demanded... his mum and dad a new bike for his birthday didn't get it so he was a bit miffed with that had a little temper tantrum and just upset with his parents and started misbehaving probably worse than he had for most of that year and his mother to bring correction to him basically said Johnny we don't have enough money just to go and buy you anything that you want at any given time Christmas is coming why don't you go to your room and think about your behavior and why don't you write a letter to Jesus and ask him to give you a bicycle? So Johnny did. He went to his bedroom. He sat down and when he had calmed down enough for a little bit, he started to write this letter to Jesus. Dear Jesus, I've been a good boy this year and I would appreciate a new bicycle for Christmas. Your friend, Johnny. Now Johnny knew that he hadn't been a good boy Um, and he knew that Jesus knew that he hadn't been a good boy so he ripped that letter up he wrote this one dear Jesus I've been okay this year and I'd like a new bicycle yours truly Johnny and again he thought that's not being totally honest either Um, so he tears that one up starts again dear Jesus I've thought about being a good boy this year. Can I have a new bicycle? Johnny. Started thinking about himself and his behaviour and he started looking deep inside himself, which is what his mother wanted him to do. <clears throat> and then he eventually crumpled that ladder up too. Went out of the house, went to clear his head, I guess, five, six, seven-year-old. Goes Walking finds himself in a place whether it's in a church or in a shopping mall or whatever but in that place there was a nativity scene and he sort of sits on the bench or sits by himself in the in the church wherever he was and he is just slowly reflecting and thinking about his behavior and then as he gets up to go from the nativity scenes he reaches over and he grabs the figure of Mary and runs home runs up to his bedroom puts Mary under the bed sits down and writes this letter. Jesus, I've got your mother. If you wanna see her again, give me a bike. You know who. Don't you just love Christmas? I do, it's one of the best seasons of the year, I think, there are presents, There's food, there's family. There's family come together. You go to them or they come to you. The songs, the truths, like we've been singing this morning, the decorations, the colours. People in the world are much friendlier and happier and politer and nicer. People smile when you say something about Christmas. Christmas is a great time. It's just the whole vibe of the thing, isn't it? It's joyful, there's giving, there's sharing. Now, I know that for some people that's not the case. For them, Christmas has a tinge of sadness. Uh, For whatever reasons, and that could very well be, it's because something sad has happened this year. And this is the first Christmas where that particular family member won't be with them or whatever the reason or cause is. For some families, they're in hospital uh, over Christmas because of things that just happen. But even acknowledging that, still like Christmas. Christmas. Me and I guess most dads, you've probably been through about three phases, I would suggest, at Christmas. You've gone from stage one where you believe in Santa Claus. You go to the second phase where you don't believe in Santa Claus. And you end up in the third phase where you are Santa Claus. There are many versions of Christmas and what it's really about and Santa Claus finds his way into it, but he's not really part of the original story. Why do we have Christmas? What's it for? So I would would like us this morning to take a few minutes just to go back to the original story and to consider that question. Why is there Christmas? What's it for? So going way back to the beginning of the story and moving very quickly through it, God made Adam and Eve, put them in a beautiful place called the Garden of Eden, paradise. And he told them in there, don't do this. But they did, they disobeyed. And because they disobeyed, they then hid from God. God came looking for them. He covered them with animal skins and um, he gave them a promise. Though you've messed up, I promise, God basically says, that in the future, there will be a child of the woman, the seed of the woman who will deal with the one who has tricked you and conned you into making the wrong choice. Uh, he'll crush you, he'll hurt his, he'll, you'll hurt your heel and he'll, you'll crush his head. You'll be victorious over him. And sure enough, that's exactly what God was going to work out. That story explains to us why we live in the world that we're in. That explains why sometimes... Uh, there is separation at christmas why there is whether it's divorce or whether it's death or whether it's a disease that puts people in hospital there are problems in the world our world is not perfect it's fallen there are problems at every level and there are people who are doing their best to try to alleviate the problems of our world but they're dealing with symptoms not with the cause now we're getting to the point of christmas jesus came to deal with the cause of all of the things that have gone wrong in the world It was a young family, young parents, they had a little girl, and the mum had to go out and she left dad in charge of the little girl and said, can you look after her, keep an eye on her uh, while I go out? And uh, the dad who was working at home, he had lots of things to do, so he thought, I'll give uh, my daughter an assignment. So he got a magazine, he ripped out a double page, and it had a map of the world on one side of it. And he thought, I know what I'll do, I'll chop this up, and he chops it up and then he's going to mix it up and the challenge was that she had to put back together the map of the world and he thought that's going to take her quite a while so she'll be quiet while she's working on that and I'll go do my stuff and then the wife will be home he goes back to work within a couple of minutes she comes in and she says daddy I've done it how could you have done that and he goes and checks and sure enough the map of the world is all the countries are in the right place that's correct he said how did you do that And she said, when you were cutting it out, I looked underneath and on the back of the page there was a picture of a man and a woman. And I figured that if I could put the man and the woman back together, then I could put the world back together. If we could put men and women back together, we could put the world back together. That's why Jesus came, to put us together in order that one day he can put the world together. See, there's a lot of evil out there, isn't there? A lot of bad things happen. But it's also true to say the Bible tells us that there are bad things in here. There's not just evil in the world, there is evil in us. The Bible calls that sin. Most of you don't need convincing of that, but perhaps you're here for the very first time, and maybe you do. Just think about this. That at the end of your life, on a day of judgment, imagine that you're going to be escorted by one of the angels into a theater, a big VMAX theater. Large screen. Nobody else is there except you. And showing on the screen are going to be each of the days of your life. And there is recorded and projected over the audio system everything you said, everything you did, everything you thought, projected on the screen. And you're showing of the review of your life. The angel comes back in and says, don't panic, just relax. There's going to be a second screening. Everybody who is on the screen before, every person you mentioned, every person you did something to or thought something about, they're all outside waiting in the foyer. And they're going to come in now and they're going to watch the second screening with you. How would you feel? What rating would you give that film? There aren't any of us, I don't think, who wouldn't want that experience. Like I said, most of us are already convinced that we are fully aware uh, that we're not perfect, that we are flawed, and that sometimes we can be just like Johnny. We can be selfish, we can do wrong things to get our own way, we can react badly to situations. We're sinful, we're flawed. That's why we have Christmas. If our greatest need was education, then Jesus would have sent us an educator, a teacher. If our greatest need was to do with finances and managing our finances, then he would have sent us a financial manager. If our greatest need was entertainment because we're simply bored, then he would have sent us actors and entertainers. But our greatest need is forgiveness. Our greatest need is to be reconciled to the God that we've been separated from since the days of Adam and Eve. And so therefore, because of it's our greatest need, therefore God sent us a saviour. And God kept his promise that he gave to Adam and Eve. He chose a nation, the Jewish nation. He chose a family line, in fact, the royal line. He picked the place, Bethlehem. He picked the time. God promised, God predicted, God prepared. And God sent Jesus. We fast forward the story to that point. Then there's the Roman Empire. There was the decree. And then there was a young couple in the place of Nazareth, Joseph and Mary, and she's expecting and they have to travel from the north nazareth down to bethlehem in the south and they do that when she gets to, uh, to bethlehem it's then time for her to give birth to a baby and when she does give birth to her baby there is a star in the sky to announce his arrival there are some shepherds who get a visit from some angels and the angels say don't be afraid in fact Gary, let's put this up on the screen. Let's read some of these scriptures to indicate what God has done. Angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Joseph said to him, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. You will give him the name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins our biggest problem when jesus was born in bethlehem um, during the time of king herod magi wise men from the east came to jerusalem and they said where is the one who has been born king of the jews we saw his star when it rose or in the east we've come to worship him the angel said to the shepherd don't be afraid i bring you good news of great joy for you and for all people today in the city of david a savior has been born He's the Messiah, Christ, the Lord. That'll do. We'll pause there. The evil in the world, the evil in us. Our greatest need is for forgiveness, reconciliation with the God that we are estranged from. That's why God sent Jesus. And God kept his promise, just like we've read. God sent his son. Jesus, the God King, came to be our saviour. And when he arrived, like we just read then, wise men from the East came. Some wag said, what happens if they had been wise women? If they had been wise women, then they would have asked for directions, they would have arrived on time, they would have probably helped clean out the stable of the place, helped with the delivery and probably bought different gifts like casseroles and things like that. <laughs> wise men. Not wise because they're smart or intelligent or clever, wise because they have an understanding. Biblical wisdom has to do with they know spiritual reality their perception is correct and they have an understanding of who this child was the king the savior and the gifts they brought were all very expensive they brought gold because he was a king they brought frankincense because frankincense was a thing used in the temple with prayer It was a communication symbol this king was god in flesh And this king, who is God in the flesh, is going to die. Hence the third gift, myrrh, used for the burial process. Jesus, the God king, came to be our saviour. That's why there is Christmas. The God who made us, the God who loves us, that God came, sent his son, Jesus, in order to die, in order that we could be reconciled to him, back in relationship with him. That's why we have Christmas. He is the reason for the season. The gift is him. Now we give gifts to one another at Christmas and I like giving gifts and I also like receiving gifts. We all do, as far as I know. don't know anybody who doesn't. But we make the mistake. Sometimes we're like little kids, one-year-olds and two-year-olds. Do you ever give them a gift at their birthday or at Christmas? What do they do? Well, if they can, they'll rip the ribbon off, they'll undo the paper, and they'll take the gift out of the box, and they'll put the gift over there, and they will play with the box or the paper or the ribbon. They're far more fascinated by the trappings, the decorations, the exteriors, than they are with the gift, aren't they? And, of course, they're just little kids. Uh, Sometimes we, spiritually, are just like that. We focus upon the food and the trees and the decorations. They're the outward trappings. But the real meaning, the real gift is Jesus. Don't miss him. In the midst of the decorations and the enjoyment of the season, don't miss him. When he came the first time, people did miss him. The innkeeper missed him. Herod missed him. The Bible scholars, the Pharisees and scribes missed him they would make a short journey to go see the Messiah who would come. Even today, people miss. Don't you miss? Enjoy the presents, but don't miss God's gift. That's why we have Christmas. Some of you, let me finish with this, some of you maybe have never in your life received the gift of Jesus into your life for that forgiveness, which is why he came. You can do that today. For some of you, that's yeah you did that you've done it years ago but you may have drifted or you may have gotten out of step or it may be a long time since you've been reconnected you need to renew your faith recommit um, rebuild that relationship with him and we'll give you opportunity to do that this morning as well there was a man by the name of phillips brooks he was a, an anglican an episcopalian minister he traveled to the city, the country of israel went to Bethlehem, sat on a hill outside Bethlehem and was overlooking the city. And when he saw it, he was moved and he reflected upon it and he wrote a poem which was later put to a song. A little town of Bethlehem is what he wrote. Verse three says, how silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, Where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. Verse 4 will be our prayer. I'll read it to you, and then I'll invite you to pray it, if you would like to respond that way. Verse 4 says, O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great guide tidings tell, oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord, Emmanuel. If you would like to pray the prayer to receive Jesus, if you would like to pray the prayer to rebuild your relationship, recommit your life to Jesus, then you can pray these words after me. Let's pray. I invite you to close your eyes and to think and to respond. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us we pray cast out my sin and enter in be born in me today I hear the Christmas angels the great glad tidings tell oh come to me abide with me my Lord Emmanuel Amen if you prayed that prayer then I'd love to share with you after the service. God bless you, everybody. Have a lovely and great day. And don't forget the reason for the season. Jesus. Let's stand as we sing our final song, Joy to the World. Please stand. Come, let us receive her King Let every heart prepare Him and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing Sounding christmas day may the grace of our lord jesus the love of god our heavenly father and the fellowship and closeness of god the holy spirit be with you each one amen god bless everybody happy christmas